Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast, and we are live at Hamburg Brewing. It's Good almost, to see you, buddy. It's almost hard to believe. You're traveling at training camps, vacations. I'm doing XFL travels. Yeah, your travels with the XFL, I, baby. I have some Woo! wild travels, too. The Hawaii. Showcases, Hawaii, Arizona. Love it. Jackson State, Deion Sanders. That was good. We had some good, we had some good um, turnouts. But, yeah, the travel has calmed down for both of us. Yeah, it's, and guess uh, where we are. All children are accounted for, which means we can come Hamburg over to HBC. Brewing. And we're outside. If you're watching the podcast right now, we are in their glorious outdoor tent, which has been uh, revamped, refurbished, blown up to epic proportions. And this is where we're hoping to do Go Long Extravaganza 2.0 to start this 2022 football it. season. So we're going to try to lock in a date, figure that out. But come on in. So many beers, everything you'd ever want, IPAs, ciders, sours, and what are we drinking here right now? Jim? This is the new one, a little bit cider now. we got to do it for kickoff time. Preseason doesn't count, but it still counts for beer drinking. It does. you got to get ready for the regular season. And we got our 6% little bit cider now. Outside right now with this, yeah. drinking it here, this fits. I like that combination of a cider yeah, it still has that kick. Still no, got that good. 6.0. Well, I was saying, I don't think they make anything less anymore. <laughs> they come out with like five beers a week here at Hamburg, and they're all like 6% or higher. So. We had great meals here, too. New menu. New menu. Been out for a little bit, but it was our first time trying. Yes, yes. Nashville hot chicken. Dill chicken wings. I like the. I like all the variations on the menu. Some good, good options. Absolutely. Well, Jim... Uh, we're not going to talk about exhibition football. We made that no, clear. We're not no, going to break these games down. We're good there. Um, Joe Judge and Patricia doing their thing in New England. Doing their thing, calling plays. We're gonna, you know, we definitely should devote another episode to the Patriots because we had Matthew Fairburn on right when he was still on the Patriots. BDS since returned to Buffalo, he's covering. We need Buffalo him to stay up there maybe one more year we for, to cover this we offensive did. coordinating position they have going. It's just it's just bizarre. I mean, you've bizarre. got a young quarterback one. who's trending the right direction, and mm. this is the coaching you are going to surround him with. Two failed head coaches I, who don't know much about offensive football, at least to our knowledge. Uh, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, that's another episode. Let's let it play out. Regular season's around the corner. Yeah. Is there – you know, we want to kind of get into a couple things. We're going mm-hmm. to – You know, I think it's fun to look back, right? I I think that with your expertise and experience, you've been in these draft rooms, Jim. You've been with the Eagles, the Saints, the Bills. And with with the Bills, I mean, you are second command, as our listeners know. So you get, I think you got to give a draft a good three, four, five years to figure out, all right, was it a good pick? Was it a bad pick? Yeah, three three is usually the standard. So we're giving this. Yeah, we gave this one time. We gave this one. Five years? 2016 redraft. We're looking at 2016. Mm -hmm. So this is really when we first met. I was on the Bills beat in 2015. Mm -hmm. 
and we bumped into each other at the Senior Bowl. I remember mm-hmm. you were there watching Carson Wentz. I remember. Yeah. We were talking under the bleachers there, walking. Yeah, yeah. making sure, you know, nobody with the Bills saw you. Because God forbid, you know, if you were caught talking to me, Jim, off with both of our heads, really. Neither one of us is allowed near there. Me for certain reasons, you for others, I guess. Yeah, you know, you got to yeah, keep and go long. You got to control and keep it go long a little bit of distance. <laughs> no, but that is, it goes back like that. It's pretty funny to think about. It does, but I, that was a it was an interesting time. Well, you brought for up your the, franchise, yeah, too. and you brought up the sixteen draft. And when I went back and looked at it, I was like, ooh, I forgot some of the names. And you you look at it when you re, revisit a draft. Sometimes yeah. it makes you realize. The NFL spends a lot of money on scouting. Man, that's like hitting 300 gets you in the Hall of Fame in baseball. I would say the same thing for a draft. I think that's probably why, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals are in such great shape now. They got to figure it out. They got, what, three, four scouts? They, they finally committed. So they're, they're good. Yeah, they figured things out with Joe Burrow. <laughs> but point being, it's fun to go back and look and just see where – where players were valued, how they yeah. panned out. Um, and this one was tricky. Like, to even, like we're going to kind of redraft maybe the top 10, knowing what we know now. It's kind of good to hold <clears throat> teams <throat> and individuals uh, right. accountable. You know, it sounds like it's, we're all serious with it, but it's good, it's, I mean, it's good to see who's kind of <clears throat> right and wrong, right? It's, self, it's just like self-scouting. You know, it's one of the biggest things that's done in the NFL. Film study, self-scouting is the biggest thing. So I figured, you know, we'll, we'll get into this draft, Jim, and then we'll just kind of uh, branch out into some see where it goes. random topical conversation from there. So, you know, we'll see how these ciders hit us and go from there. But ciders are hitting good. Just to recap, I'll just kind of rattle off how it went down in real time mm. in 2016. So remember, the, the Rams were still – Les Snead was the GM, but Jeff Fisher's the head coach. They make the big move up. Jared Goff goes number one. Go long, friend of the program. <laughs> hey, I give Brad Holmes a lot of credit or loyalty or something, but they're rolling with him again. I want to talk about those lines. We will. I, they're the, I, hey. We will. We will because I have a bet on them Dan already. Campbell has me ready I, to I, gnaw on your forearm right I now. I took them again. You did. Over, I think it's six and a half wins this year. Last year was four. Yeah, it was bad. And I lost. And you lost it. <clears throat> so I got to run it back. Out of spite. Are there any patrons <clears throat> here that you could just track down and, you know, <laughs> nod at their kneecap, <laughs> just get a little, get your cannibal I don't know anything he ever talks about, but I'm hoping it. that golf is plays a little better. And I don't know. I don't I, know what he talks about, but I love it. God, I love it. But, but I said this last year. Every time he talks, it's always about getting beat up. And how hard it is because they're always getting beat down. But it doesn't matter. We're gonna effing tread water. It's gonna take to the fourth quarter for you to beat us, you know. Or I know, and now we'll beat you at the end. But there, he's got to get past the. You don't always have to like tread water and bite kneecaps. You could just play really good football and win. But whatever it takes, easy. Now. Whatever it takes, easy. You know, you know everybody who listens. There's loves 32 teams. There's every team in college football, high school. Everybody's getting ready to start. They're all saying the same thing. Last, it's either last year was embarrassing, yeah. and that's not going to happen again, right? That's every we've all been there. Or you had good, you had a good year. Hey, we're on top. They're all coming for us now. If we don't show up, they're coming for. You can only it's there's only so much you can talk about, and that's what yeah. half the teams are. You know, it's kind of like you know back in back in high school when you'd crank call somebody, you could pull up like a soundboard yeah, you see like on that. your computer and just hit hit different buttons. You could really do that with head coach. Like we're speeches. one in fifteen, so let's do the. I'm not going through that again this year. Speech. We are fifteen and one. We won. Yeah, you know, we made it. Seven and nine bullshit. Hey, we're know? not going to. You know, bills. Hey, we're never going to let that. We're not going to let an opportunity go by again. Boom. Press yeah. play. Like, yeah. but it's it's just what it is. I mean, it's, you can only motivate so many ways. And you, it, oh man, the <clears throat> psychology of all of that as a coach fascinates me. It's it's. It's a big reason why I'm always banging the drum for Mike Tomlin because I feel like he he motivates, inspires without it coming across as fake or corny or just somebody he's not. No, it's real. It's real, yeah. and and it's hard. It's hard to pull off. I mean, not the most important can. thing is his players buy into it. They buy into it. Where you know, I can only compare to the teams mm-hmm. I, I covered 
on the beat, but you know, Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, man, I, I, I can remember Evan Dietrich Smith, uh, center mm-hmm. for the team, saying like, yeah, you know, we, we'd watch, uh, he'd, he'd pull up movie clips right. on the on the screen, you know, to try to make a point. Yep. And he, he was overthinking it a little bit. He goes, a lot of guys, Dietrich Smith kind of admitted, a lot of guys kind of rolled their eyes, and, uh, trying a little too hard this day. These are, you're dealing with grown men. Like, we're not in high school at Ellicottville Central about to play Maple Grove. You Keyword, know? I always say professional yeah these these are full-time jobs yeah like think about all of us in the real world not in football like we show up we don't need motivated to show up for our job like we're showing up for our job to do the best we can because that's our job yeah football's a job you don't have to my point is this i like it i get it it's fun and and rex was the Rex was all time motivator, all, right? Eric Wood told us, way, yeah. always had a way to make it. So they have to try. They do. At least he was authentic, but no, it was. You know, it was like it's story for another pod. Yeah, but yeah. It, but at some point, just have good players. Get a quarterback. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. We said we were going to digress. Okay, yeah. Back to the 16 we, draft. Right. We got caught on the line. <laughs> Look, we're done with Rodgers and Mahomes. We, we beat them into the yes, ground. Now I, I feel like Detroit's creeping into that for us. Hey. Where golf and Dan Campbell, man Campbell, as Levitard them call him. I like it. Right. I like it. All right, so 16 draft. The Rams took golf. The Eagles at number two take Carson Wentz. The San Diego Chargers at number three take Joey Bosa. The Ding Cowboys, name. Ezekiel Elliott for – That's the guy I'm interested in talking about. Number <clears> five, <throat> Jacksonville takes Jalen Ramsey. Number six, the Ravens take Ronnie Stanley. Mm-hmm. At seven, the Niners go with DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. Eight, the Titans take tackle Jack Conklin. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the Chicago Bears select mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd, mm-hmm. who – Good player. Maybe the Giants would have loved to have taken it number 10. No question. Instead, they take it. Yeah, I'm ready to go. That's right. I'll just round it out to 15. 11, uh, Tampa Bay takes Vernon Hargraves. The Saints go Sheldon Rankins Mm -hmm. at number 12. And then we all remember where we were when we saw this pick. At 13, the (laughs) Miami Dolphins select Laramie Tunsil. I wish to say where we were earlier in the draft because the picture of him in a ball. I remember that in our – yeah, that was a big thing in the draft room. Which we can get into that yeah, if, we'll talk if about you want. Sure. At 14, the Raiders take hard-hitting safety <clears throat> Carl Joseph. And at 15, and this, this kind of deserves its own story too, the Browns take Corey Coleman, wide receiver who completely flamed out. And if you remember, the Browns were at number two overall. Could have taken Wentz if they wanted a quarterback. And, you know, they're all in the analytics with <clears throat> Sashi Brown. They just keep trading back, trading back, trading back. They get all these picks. I don't know what they had, like 16, 17 picks. <clears throat> and – most of them just amount no, to nothing. That, that, Corey, so back to your point, you've got to just draft good players. Just yeah, it's it sounds it's always easier said than done. Right. And then just later in this draft for our listeners, I mean Jim and Doug Whaley and Rex Ryan, you guys went with Shaq Lawson, nineteen overall. Yep. And then uh, for our Packers listeners out there, this was the Kenny Clark draft. So we have we're gonna, a, we're gonna who's coming into our redraft, which I can't wait to hear this. But, yeah, Kenny Clark uh, goes 27th overall. Um, not to go on and on here, Jim, but just notable other players. Obviously, this was Dak Prescott in the fourth round. We've, we've touched on how you were very high mm-hmm. on Dak. Yep. As a, sta- as a staff in general, we were good on – the Bills were very high on Dak. Um, and we talked about that. But in the redraft mm-hmm. – I kind of just wrote down the redraft. Right, let's do it. Let's put get into number. the redraft. Yeah. All right. So first, first overall, instead of Jared Goff, would be Dak Prescott. Would we agree? I'm not. This is not set in stone. I'm more. This is for discussion. It's got to be a quarterback, right? I would yeah. think he would, knowing what we know now, right? Redraft. We know what we know. We're redrafting. Dak's got to be the first pick. That's a. It's a franchise quarterback. Regardless of anything else. And this is this is just where the NFL <clears throat> blows your mind, right? I mean, Jerry Jones that draft. His heart is set on Paxton Lynch. He wants Paxton Lynch. He was so in the worst possible way, and they he doesn't get his man in the first. He went twenty six to Denver, and then okay, he does he doesn't get Paxton Lynch. I mean, this is at press conferences. You can look it up. I mean, he he is almost on the verge of tears. He's so emotional that he didn't get his man and wishes he'd done everything in his power to get him. Think about that. Then he wants Connor Cook, right? 
doesn't get Connor Cook. So they settle on Dak Prescott. Right? I mean, they, they stumble into their quarterback. Into their franchise quarterback. Yeah. We all beat our heads into the, trying to find one. But to, to their credit, to their they credit. took him. And in retrospect, you probably would have taken Dak ahead of, what, Adolphus Washington in the third? <laughs> we would have taken him ahead of Shag Lawson. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that should have been our pick. Absolutely. Should have yeah. been our first round pick. It should have been the first pick of that draft. So when they redraft, he's so, okay. Dak's one. one. Now, here's who I went with, too. I went with Joey Bosa. Um, for, based on what he's done and to get an edge. To me, if quarter, it's quarterback value. And then to me, you're going pass rusher or corner because they affect the quarterback. And that's how I would value positions. Um, so I would take Bosa too. Um, three, Jalen Ramsey. Now you could, that would be, you know, I'm not going to argue if you would say Ramsey over Bosa, whatever. I wouldn't argue that. Um, so far, you liking it? Like, Completely agree. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying – I mean, like, you could say Bosa or Ramsey number one. That's, I'm, I'm saying – But the Ramsey and the quarterback, it's fair so enough. important. Franchise QB is – Yeah. But regardless – Ramsey's the standard. But Bosa and Ramsey went – I mean, those were good – those, you know, teams were honed in on them. They, yeah. They've delivered. Now, here's where it gets fun, I think. I went – and this is crazy to me, but he the impact he's had, fourth pick, Derrick Henry – and I know it's a running back, and I know how we are with values on running backs, but based on what he's done for a team that doesn't have a true quarterback, he's made them relevant or helped them make – he's helped make them relevant. Derrick Henry went 45th <laughs> overall. So here are some of the names I had to take it ahead of him. Jihad Ward, Austin Johnson, Kamalai Correa, Reggie Ragland. Sorry, Jim. Sterling Shepard. Well, we Noah were kind Spence. of loaded at the time at running back, so yeah. we weren't too concerned. Ooh, there is a name I see you don't have on your list. I totally Good. That's forgot. That's why I asked you. Okay, I, okay. I, I wanted to throw some guys yes. in there. So, but yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, look at where the Titans are now, and they had Demarco Murray. I think they had signed Demarco Murray that year too, hmm. um, or maybe you know what? No, he was he was a year or two into it, but he was at the top of his game. It seemed. Yet they still drafted Derrick Henry, and now he's he's worthy. He'd be a top ten pick, regardless of where we. Have. I mean, I have him fourth, but okay. I went fifth. I went left tackle Ronnie Stan- Stanley mm. from Baltimore because he's rock solid. Now health injuries have been a little bit of an issue for him, but when he's healthy, he's that was he's he's legit. Now six, Chris Jones, Ooh. defensive tackle, KC. This is where Kenny Clark would say, hold on there, guys. That's fine. I I almost don't think it's close between those two. But yeah. I'm not – like I said, I'm always up for debates. But Chris Jones. He's a beast. <sighs> Good luck. You can't – just don't find guys with his length and speed and power, athleticism. How did he fall to 37? Uh, I have to remember. There was some off the field there was, I'd have to think about that. I'd have to check on that one. Nothing, Nothing – Enough that you were concerned that mm-hmm. he fell. Um, Isn't it just crazy? I mean, we love to just annoy. The redraft is fun, though. It is because we want to anoint front offices as idiots or geniuses. And, I mean, there are Titans smart enough to take Derrick Henry where they took him, and he's high in the redraft. He's maybe the best running back in football. He, he is the, the identity have another of your guy team. coming up on this list. But still, at 33, what did the Titans do? They took Kevin Dodd. Right, I mean, you take a guy who played two games. That, now, that's the other part of the redraft that's fun, is looking at what some of these guys produced, where they were drafted. Yeah, it's just it's so hit or miss. So, so hit or miss. Okay, keep it going. All right, that was Chris Jones at six. Now here we go at seven. I went with a go long featured pass rusher, Ngakwe. Ooh, unique Ngakwe. Joey Bosa, career sacks, 58 and a half. Ngakwe, 55. Wow. So he has to be in that. To me, they have to be talk. You that's if you knew you're getting a defensive end, it's gonna give you 55 sacks. You take it. He redraft. Yeah. This guy has bounced. This how this is how good he is. Or how crazy he is. Or I will but, or how crazy he is. Because why is he bouncing around? I'll never understand it. That's what's. That's but I do really, understand it, but it's it goes to show you that yeah. that's how you know where he's he's too good. Like he should have a home. 
like to he, have that would, type of production. He would tell you that mm-hmm. it, you know, it all stems from the Twitter beef with the the son of the Jaguars it's fair. owner. It's fair. I mean, but it's it's, it's insane. I mean, you look at his numbers. Only I didn't, I didn't want to misquote it, but. I want to say only four players in NFL history have eight sacks like in their first five years, right? And it's he's one of them, and the other ones are Hall of Famers. <laughs> See, so, so that, it's just bizarre that he's moved from team to team. But to team. have you heard anybody talk about a re- this is fun exercise? Yeah, because I haven't heard anybody talk about this redraft before. I like that you brought this up because here's a guy where I've always liked him too. And when you actually study it and look back, he should have been a top ten pick. The first step that he possesses is the- it's. It's the what best and can't find. Hard He's find. undersized, obviously, and you have to somehow scheme up ways so he doesn't get exposed in the run yeah. game. But he's playing that wide nine <laughs> Leo position now back with Gus. You're going to give up, like, to be a, if you're a special pass rusher, you can live with the run stuff because mm-hmm. one play can change a game. Yeah, as he's long as you're not you like I always say, if you're, if you're not fatal flaw, and he's not. I mean, he's tough. I mean, he's going to try, but his job is to get to the quarterback. The very first play of the very first eleven on eleven period that I was oh at, when you were in Indy it was blew yeah. it up blew it up I, I mean it was he from snap to handoff he was there and I don't think he was offsides it's, the refs on scene did not call him offsides for what it's worth but it is and I think he, ridiculous you know where he was drafted where he was because I think he was labeled as maybe just that type of you know maybe not an every down play it's but he he's clearly. The boots on the ground there in Indy say he's been like that every day, too. I mean, you look at the Colts' defense. Yannick Ngakwe, oh. DeForest Buckner, Shaquille Leonard, not long, no longer Darius, Stephon Gilmore, Kenny Moore. You've got studs at each level. I didn't – you know, Buckner I didn't put in the in the redraft for a top ten. That's interesting. Not saying he's not a first-rounder. I think Chris Jones is, has been more impactful. But – Buckner is not a bust by any means. I just, I think in the redraft, he falls back a little. He, he is a player that I think his peers think maybe is a little overvalued. I, he's a good player. Like I said, not a bust. I just don't think you're valuing him top 10. Boy, he went top, what did he go, top five? He went seven to the Niners, seven, and then, seven. you know, they trade him away. So, I mean, who would you want, Gakwe or him, just knowing what you know? Boy. Pass rush rusher. I'd probably, I mean, I'd go with the edge rusher because he can't, that's that's a value. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now here's this is now the next all these I like I said, I just want to I'm not held to any of these. But based on production, knowing which another Titan, the safety, Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard was what a draft for the Titans. That's what I'm trying to Conklin, say. Conklin Byard. Now Conklin was not I didn't include him on a top ten. Right. Because I don't think he's that, but he's certainly a good player. He's been a little banged up. He's a good player. He's in Cleveland. I've watched him. He's a good player. He's not. He's not a game. He's not like a difference maker, but he's good. But point being, Kevin Byard, twenty-three career picks. Yeah. Tell me that before the draft. Top ten. Can't. That's a value you can't. He had eight in one year. That crazy year. But he did. Um, He's just around the ball. He and he was in college. Yeah. And and for some reason, the whole NFL, including us. I was I was a little concerned about his overall coverage ability. Like, just was he a true? Could he make those plays in the league? That's the ball hawking stuff, and he did. I overthought. He went sixty fourth overall. Right. Yeah. Do you did you watch him? Oh, I scouted him hard at Middle Tennessee. Did you really? Yeah, we looked. He was so productive there. He went to the Senior Bowl. He was oh. no. He was worthy of. He was drafted. He should have been higher, but they they hit him. They nailed him. I was definitely too hard on him looking back. I just wonder as a scout, how do you figure out which safety is going to be around the ball? Usually, like he just has that so ability to be around. We've done him. these studies. There's been safeties that have so much ball production and it doesn't translate. Whether it's speed, length, opportunity in the NFL, I, that's hard to figure out. You know, out. here's a guy that you had. I mean, you were, I think you're still with the Bills, like a Kenny Ladler. In yeah, college, oh, and, from, from uh, Vandy. And Vandy. Vandy, in college, yeah, we, he had an insane amount of interceptions, right? right? It, but so what you can Turn tell, off. so I guess it's not a guarantee that they'll have the same production, but it does tell you they have ball skills. He just didn't have the speed. I mean, there, yeah, there, he had some limitations. Yeah. But but the one thing you've got 
you at least know they have the ball skills to finish the play. Where Darby, we always talk about Darby, the one thing that keeps him from being, if you redraft, he'd be a top 10 possibly redraft. He probably might be anyway. I would have to look at that. But um, the thing that keeping him from being elite was the ball skills. Which it's it, it's so important. I mean, this it's, league it's is based on turnovers. Jalen Ramsey has ball skills. It's, you watch these clips from like Cowboys training camp, right, where Diggs is just mm. getting burnt by – what, Which it's, it's, I, don't, I mean, is it? It's, it's either concerning because he's getting burnt by a guy at the bottom yeah, of the roster, guy, or you say, I gotta he, tell you, he forced all those turnovers last year. It doesn't matter. One on ones, worst way to judge. Really? <laughs> you could find a bottom of the roster receiver can beat the best corner. It's just, it's unfair. It's unfair. So it happens. You shouldn't base it on that. He had to delete his Twitter. Yeah, account. it got it got a little crazy. It got a little crazy. Which I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Twitter much. sucks, but who cares? like, who cares if you were really like worked up about <clears throat> what people were tweeting at you? Like, who who cares? Uh, yeah, so who cares? I'm surprised yeah. he cares. He clearly cares. He I mean, cares. I'm surprised. Eleven interceptions last year <laughs> brought him back like, for 142 yards. Doesn't even too. make sense. Yeah. yeah, there's there's something about him where. Yeah, it's it's interesting as a scout. You have to find that somehow, and I don't. Film tells you something. Sitting down with a guy tells you something. I didn't. You know, that was after me. I didn't scout him in college. Um, I think from people I've talked to, I think they're a little surprised at his success. Really, a little bit. Well, let's see if he can keep it up. It's hard. He did get beat. I mean, he does. He a lot of those guys sometimes that get a lot of interceptions. Yeah, give up a lot. So because they're getting thrown at a lot. You know, get, get thrown because they know that those guys are going to take chances. That's why Richard Sherman is the first ballot Hall of Famer because he just was not thrown at much at all. No, people just stayed still, away. Still picked it up. Yeah, good point. Well, you guys had a hell of a game out there in Seattle. I remember. You, uh, oh, oh man, that was that was one of those games where I'm like the Bills have no shot. That was the year they were. Oh, the Bills. 2016. 16. Yeah. Oh yeah, you. That's right. Monday night. Monday Monday night. Yeah, it was wild. I remember Tyrod had a hell of a game. No, I remember thinking to myself like to see Tyrod on the big time like that. Yeah, out in Se- like because I remember that was my first time being out in Seattle. I was like, this is this on Monday night. I was like, dang, Tyrod is he likes his prime time. He's not loudest stadium I've ever been in. I mean, you you work for the Saints. I always go Saints, from, but that one I, I that one clearly this, yeah. is hey debatable. It's certainly loud. All right, I'm sorry. Back to the redraft. No, that was good. So now, okay, so that was number eight. Now here's here's the next group, and we can kind of stack them how you want. Zico Elliott, James Bradbury, Michael Thomas, Saints, Judon, Kenny Clark. So of those five, I'll I'll give them to you again. I mean, this is a really good draft. I know you were kind of poo-pooing. No, no, no. This is a redraft now. Remember, we're pulling these guys to get our top ten. We 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 bumped a lot of guys from that first round out of here. Can I throw another one in there? Yeah, yeah. keep throwing. Oh, Xavier Howard. Oh, I missed him. That's a miss by me. He's top ten. Yeah, Xavier Howard. There I missed he is. Thirty eight overall to Miami. He's that's a miss on my part. He would be. Oh my god, I would put him probably after. He's after Ramsey. Shit, I got another miss. Go ahead. You completely dismiss this guy. Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> I did see him when I came across. I just laughed. I said, wow, somebody actually did. That I mean, thing. he could have been a bill. <sighs> could have been a bill. The one that got away, they say. Right? There's may or may not have been some interest in him. Well, he's not in Baltimore. So that interest. He's not he's not where <laughs> but but that's the redraft though. Yeah, somebody did like him. It wasn't just, you know what I mean? People like him. Yeah. Just like people look at some of the, you know, our drafts, they do the same thing with some players. But all right. So, okay, so, would, so I I totally missed him. That's my fault. He would be, he's a no brainer. Like I would put him above, I don't know how I missed him, but I would put him, I would take him over Ronnie Stanley. Really? Yeah, I would. He's that good. I missed him. I just didn't see his name. One of those players. He's a redraft top five. He's right after Ramsey. He's that good. There's nothing he can't do. They're going to need him. Like, absolutely nothing. His balls, like, ball skills, cover. 
he may have better cover skills than Ramsey. Really? Ramsey just has an insane length that, that is a mismatch. Yeah, can, I'd love to know what Jalen Ramsey bought Aaron Donald as a thank you gift mm. for that last play of the Super Bowl. If people haven't listened to it yet, Paul Denner Jr., the exceptional Bengals beat writer, came on the Go Along podcast to, to chat with me about that game and everything Bengals. But man, I, I didn't, I totally forgot how that last play was all. I didn't I mean, too, where, where Donald is kind of lassoing mm-hmm. Burrow to the turf, you know, when he kind of just des- desperately throws it. Burrow audibled at the line, he sent Jamar Chase deep. One-on-one, press man, Jalen Ramsey, Super Bowl on the line, fourth down, fourth down, Jim. And he sends Chase deep. And was it there? Ramsey falls down. (laughs) It's there. And Donald made the play. I mean, it's – Pass rush. Imagine if Donald doesn't get there and Burrow hits that throw, how everything changes. Everything we think about Sean McVay because up until three minutes, he was getting out coached. Everything about Joe Burrow, (laughs) which is already – you know, he'd be entering a totally different stratosphere. And then Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he would well, have been a Super Bowl GOAT on the level of any Super Bowl GOAT ever. That's what we talked about last pod. If Jaquaski, if Tart makes that interception, mm-hmm. we're not talking about the Rams. So it's two plays. That's how luck is involved in winning a Super Bowl. That's why we talk about the window. Yeah. The window involves luck. And the Rams got it. They got their Super Bowl. But – that's how hard it is. Like they, they shouldn't even been there. I know. If Tart makes that pick, they shouldn't beat the Bengals. Yeah. If they just get Donald for a second, that's a good point. I mean, Matthew Stafford's reputation is oh, it's it's considered a, they, they went all in, didn't work. Stafford can't get it done. Now it's it is funny to see the Bills kind of in, in. on Odell Beckham. Where oh, I, I think I remember. And I agreed with Brandon Bean at the time. I am paraphrasing, but he was kind of poo-pooing the idea of super teams and dream teams and all that stuff. Where <laughs> once you have, you can poo-poo it, but once you have the quarterback, you're like, Shh, we better let's get go. this. We yeah, let's get go. this done like now, or else yeah. it's on us. I mean, Odell was maybe a guy I was wrong on last year. I mean, I was kind of, you know, Green Bay was in on him, but to me, he wasn't really going to give them anything that Marquez Valdez Gantling. Wasn't that might be true? That might be true. Um, but he did, he had the big catch against the he, Ravens to win a game. He has and something, he, he to caught him a, himself. yeah. He, yeah. He, has something. he surprised me there at the end. Of the he show. has something left, yeah. He can bring something health. You just gotta see where his health was. Clearly, you don't want to, you know, cut into Isaiah McKenzie's targets this year. Hey, you know, don't want that. Another go long, <laughs> you pick them good. You're a good scout. Uh, well, you know, maybe back in took the, that benching. The kickoff return, the famous kickoff return, benching. If I've said it once, I've said it many times on here. I'm I'm really surprised that he that he resigned. I mean, it says a lot about Isaiah McKenzie. Where I do wonder what his options really were, and we'll ask him. You know, when we get him that, again, that's on the, the show, first but, question. What were his options? because I'd like to know how smart he is. I give him credit. Yeah. If you're wanted, if you can play for an offense like this with that quarterback, you should stay because that's only going to help your career. I have to think that he had some type of reassurance of like, you will be a part of this. You're competing. You're at least competing. Beasley's gone. We're bringing in Crowder. He doesn't. You know the offense. He doesn't. Yeah, I can. That's how you. Because didn't it have Bill Belichick written all over it? I mean, it seems like if somebody plays well against Belichick, he would have. He just signs him. Yeah, Yeah, he would have. You're right. Not the Bills can reap the rewards now. They go from benching him and maybe being close to. Releasing him outright to he, close, he could right? be the yeah heck yeah it was close. Isaiah he said it right on the show last year Isaiah but so you're new around here we got some new listeners. Um, I mean Isaiah McKenzie said himself like three days he was pretty depressed one sleep because he thought it was like yeah he thought that he was done and now mm. he might get eighty targets mm. <laughs> in the most prolific offense in football. Um, anyways, all right, who do you take between? Zeke Elliott, Michael Thomas. I struggled with that one. I'd go Michael Thomas. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't argue that. I think Zeke's done. I, I, I don't argue. I'm with you. I, I, the shelf life there. We should really, you know what? I'm going to write something next week on this too. The Cowboys. I mean, where are the Cowboys right now, Jim? <laughs> I know where they are. You know, really. <laughs> I know. Look at Zeke. Zeke is declining. I, I don't. 
You so need him every time I, a renaissance season. Every time I hear the Cowboys, I think about Sean Payton sitting in his in his lottery ticket, his chair with a lottery ticket, with Jerry Jones like on his sofa, like just waiting for that end of the season. Yeah. They're eight and nine. But Jerry Jones's comment, Jerry, what do you want? How, what is the what's the offer? Like even when he defends Mike McCarthy, Jer- so, Jerry Jerry throws that line in, and I had options. It's trust the me. worst. It's not the. It's no. Yeah, it's, it's there's no secret. Like there's everybody knows that it would almost be like if there's a franchise quarterback on the street right now and you needed one because he's getting old, he's desperate, he wants to win another Super Bowl. He's coach Peyton. You know, his, yeah, I mean you can you know elevate Will McClay as much as you want, and he should be elevated. He's, they could he's still elevate him, man, but, but that's not head coach. But Jerry, but, but Jerry is still his show. He's gonna do things. That are now that would be interesting normal. if Sean, yeah, you know, if he would give up a little of that control I know. to get him. I think he would, from what I know of his. Do you really years. trust Jerry? No, I trust him, but Sean just needs it. <laughs> Coach Payton would just need to know that I, he probably would just want final say. Which you know that Sean Payton is looking at all these situations this season and thinking, all right, which team has which quarterback? No, it's almost like the. It's almost like he has a draft board. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Okay. Who's on the hot seat? Dallas won. Do they have a quarterback? Yes. Can, coach, he could work with that Prescott. Who else is on the? Yeah. Who else is on that board? I'll say. I mean, but why I think Dallas is in such a bad place? Yeah. Too. Go ahead. I mean, James, James yeah. Washington suffers that injury. The receiving core. The receiving core beyond C.D. Lamb is not the it's same. Pathetic. It's not what it was. Because isn't Galloway? Is he? Uh, Michael Gallup. No, Gallup, Gallup, Gallup. Yeah, I mean, he kind of is what he is, but he's just, and he's not a difference maker. I mean, you're, CD Lamb is going to get a ton of targets, and you better hope he stays healthy because <clears throat> you lost Cedric Wilson to Miami. I mean, he had a really good season, breakout year for him. I, I guess Dalton Schultz, get him going a little bit, but good players, yeah. Zeke Elliott, I, I honestly. At this point, I'd almost give the ball to Tony Pollard more than it seems like they're talking about it. It's almost like they talk about it, but they're afraid to offend Elliot, so they kind of cushion any <laughs> praise of Pollard with, you know, the an- anointing Zeke. Oh, he's Zeke is Zeke. We, we've seen this with running backs, and I'm pro running back, but it just looks like Elliot. He is not the same guy we saw. I mean, what 2016 is rookie season? He doesn't look the same. He's not. He looks a step slow. And you paid him $100 million. Because he doesn't make anybody miss. Yeah, I, I'm, that's that was a good one. I would bump him out. Michael Thomas, I like. We'll see how he does without Drew Brees. Right. I mean, and it's been a while since we saw Michael Thomas. So James Bradbury, mm-hmm. Kenny Clark, Matt Judon. Should they be top 10? Should they be over Zeke Elliott, possibly, in your opinion? I'd probably take Kenny Clark over Zeke Elliott. I'm not arguing that. I was just kind Stopping of throwing the run, yet yeah, gives you some pass rush as well. Yeah. He's, he's the leader of that D line. Um, obviously, Xavier Howard be bumped up there. Uh, yeah, Howard's top. That was my fault. I totally missed him on the when I was looking through those guys. That's, James Bradbury. Let me ask you this, Jim. Like, I get the Giants, and you know Joe Shane. We've talked about Joe Shane and Brian Dayball, and <clears throat> it's you know, brighter days are ahead for the Giants. Which, you know, post Gettleman, I guess it's. Not, we could probably find a couple people back here at Hamburg that could do a better job running the New York Giants than Dave Gettleman. He really did a number on that. Um, but you know, this is a one of our one of our loyal subscribers is a diehard Giants fan, and I give him credit. He he'll DM me and let me know, like, hey, you know, I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know if I agree with that. And I, I think I threw out a tweet like, hey, cost of doing business, you got to clean up Gettleman's mess. Like some good players are going to get cut loose. And I was kind of defending the giants for why they had to cut loose Bradbury, Bradbury but he said, look, Bradbury's really good. Like you want to keep good players. I was like, you know, that's a really good point. It's, Maybe they should have found a way to, to, to get him to work under the cap. And I'm not a cap, you know, yeah, we, we, strategist by any means. I don't even know how they would have been able to do it, but is he, is his talent to a level where they should have just found a way to make it work? Um, no, 
I don't know their cap situation enough, but it's clearly they're just. They, I mean, they would like to. He's a get good, people he's off a, the books. He's still a good. He's a really good player. But if they're like, hey, this for the long run, if we want to get this thing back to normal, kind of like what Bean, the, the Bill, you know, Bean did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got rid of some players they knew could still play, but they had to kind of. I think it's like the five-year anniversary from uh, Darby and Sammy and all getting rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Monus and Whaley. <laughs> the results are pretty good for the Bills on those moves. So I can't, you can't argue the moves. But Jim, I was I was told by some people on Twitter that you're you know bitter and you know you you, know, you just want to stick to these guys. I know, and I'm the one. I'm the one that says all you do is defend the Bills because they've done a great job. Like I can't <laughs> no, I can't no. sit there and say anything bad. All like, I respond to these people with is like you like, clearly one, don't listen yeah, to the podcast. I, I laugh, but I'm you like, clearly don't I'm listen. Not out. Like the yeah. Bills have done a great job. Like, great job. Like, they are – we were talking about it earlier today before we started the pod, but they – honestly, it's like the way they handle their fans and, and interact with their fans at training camp, because that's what training camp's about. You know, you want to get the fans involved. Josh Allen, Diggs, they've been they've been out of their mind. Their efforts has been outstanding. I see that – I always say you can see that the effort, the players are committed. Yeah. The coach will always ask, guys, hey, we need you to do this. And they do it. They buy in, um, but you know, yeah, you know, so. maybe love Josh Allen more is the fact that he's calling oh, these adults out for seeking thing, autographs. Best thing ever. You know that Love, might that might lock up the MVP award for it's him. awesome. Is there anything worse than seeing grown ass adults at training camp yelling for autographs? Baseball game adult getting the trying to get a home run ball from a kid. Ooh, that's right up there. You're right. I mean, like comparable, right? Comparable. It's uh, just because somebody the kid couldn't catch it, so. At least if the adult gets the ball at a baseball game, like if he goes out of his to get way. It, to give it to the kid. If the kid couldn't do it, maybe he's too young, at least give him the ball. But it's the adult that dives for the ball over the kid and then celebrates that he has it. I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but like one of my early claims to fame on the Packers beat at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel was – oh, Maybe I haven't. Hopefully people can Google it out yeah. there. So I was at Donald Driver's charity softball game covering it. And this is like before iPhone videos were even popular. Yeah. I had a, a flip phone. What the hell was it called? Probably. A flip phone? Or a, so. Yeah, not a flip phone. Like it's a, you can There's capture a video with it, but it looks like a can't, it looks like a phone. Mm. It's so, it, technology has evolved. I can't even remember the name of this device. Is it so common? We're just not thinking of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's. It was really popular then. You get videos on this. You plug in your computer. You upload the videos. So I had one of those things to just get video of Donald Driver. You know, it was right after he won Dancing with the Stars. So his celebrity was skyrocketing with the Packer fan base. It was in, in Appleton, Wisconsin at the Timber Rattlers field. So this, it was dumb luck, honestly. I'm just capturing like him rounding the fans and – and going around, going around, going around. He gets closer to me. He gets toward the fans, and he takes his cleat, and he throws it into the crowd. And this little kid got his hands on it, and this middle-aged woman just ripped it right out from him, ripped it from him, took it back, and celebrated and went off with it. And the kid's like, oh, oh. thanks. So I <laughs> I did a blog post to put the video up online, and it blew up. I mean, I called her out. Deadspin, ESPN, Good Morning, Amer- Good Morning America. Donald Driver like tweeted out like, "Can somebody help me find this kid? I want to hook him up." And Donald Driver ended up sending a bunch of gear. And uh, I'll never forget. I did like some radio rounds on uh, in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. And Mike Wickett, buddy of mine, went on his show. He goes, "Hey, Tyler, you know you ruined this woman's life. Like she was getting all kinds of hate messages from people on Facebook. And so maybe she shouldn't rip the cleat out from a kid's hands. Well, and right? what do you Just get to- from what do you get from getting the cleat? I don't." You didn't get anything. Nobody it's just that it. maniacal. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a little. I'm just glad that Donald Driver, you know, got in touch with the kid. I, I talked to the kid's family, helped them get in touch, and they, they made it right. I mean, to Donald Driver's credit, he went out of his way to try to make this right. But if I don't just, like, by chance, by luck, I'm not even claiming any, like, notoriety from this. It was totally dumb luck that my camera caught it. But if I don't, nobody even knows this happens. No. I mean, that shit probably happens all the time. That's great. Right? That probably happens all the time. I think so. So, adults, if you're listening, just make it about the kids. My God. 
Like, if you're really concerned about getting autographs to get memorabilia at a training camp practice, package up that energy and funnel it into something <clears> useful <throat> for society. Josh Allen gets it. Josh Allen gets it. So kudos to him for speaking up. You know, I think that category of person is right there with shopping cart guy, elevator airplane, guy, airplane, airplane guy, right there, right? I had it happen to me in uh, in Mississippi, in Jackson, at a Westin. Here was the best part. Early morning, coming down the elevator, just me in the elevator, opens, <laughs> guy storms on. He didn't see me, though. And, and to his credit, he didn't. The way the elevator was, I was kind of tucked away. He he walked in, and I almost like I just did my little pause. To this guy's credit, he apologized. Whoa! He apologized right away. Said he didn't see me, and he was right. I where I was, he didn't. And he apologized. And I was like, "That's awesome." That is I said, a hey, win man, for no, society. I said, "I said, hey, no problem." It wasn't okay. like when I got Pete Carroll kept. You know, they were mad at me for trying to get off. But that's Pete. He's got Drew Locke now. He's Gino, good. And he's, he's good. He's, 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 he's a genius. He's locked and genius loaded. Pete. Just building for that future. Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Chewing his gum. Flip video. Flip. Flip. Yep. So that I don't even remember, but I just looked it up. That's what it was called. He was driving you crazy. But yeah, just, you know, we, we might as well make this a segment, like worst person in the world, whatever you want to call it. But man, <laughs> Starbucks this morning. I got I to gotta call her out. It was... Uh, I wanted to work at Starbucks on Camp Road. Hopefully they listen. Um, but uh, I'm laughing already. Wanted, wanted to work early in the morning, right? We've, Gina's got the kids. I, was, I said, hey, I, I got to get this Rashad White story done. I'm just going to go to Starbucks early, lock in, just bang away at this, get it out. And so they, I, on the website, um, on the on the door of the Starbucks itself, it says they open at 5 a.m. Like that's I've been there before early. So get there at 5 a.m. and a woman comes over, like shorter, stocky, heavy your set kind of build, and she just goes, "No, we open up at 5:30." So, oh, okay, it says five o'clock here. Fair enough. No, five thirty. Five thirty. At that point, it was like five eighteen. So I'm like, "All right, you it's know, not was, worth it's not worth the argument." I said, "Okay, that's fine." I, I, I sat in my truck. Waited till twelve minutes. Yep. Wait. <laughs> I I gave her you know a couple minute buffer. Oh, you gave like five thirty two. Five thirty two, and go up to the door, still locked. And so they she sees me there, and she rolls her eyes to the back of her head. It's like I am inconveniencing her, like nobody's business. And she just kind of struts on over to the door, and unlocks it and walks back. Did she take your order? She didn't even open the door. She's just disgusted by me, Jim. <laughs> but did she take your order? No. Nope. So I, I get up. So she opened it. So I, I should have said something right then. And I couldn't think of the per- – usually I'm really good in these situations. I'm calling out bullshit just, like right then. I, but she stormed back and, you know, they had like five or six workers there. And, you know, I shouldn't shit on all the Starbucks on Camp Road because the other workers there were very nice. And, like, they were fine. So, but I get up talking to one of the young girls there. I order my coffee and I just say, I'm sorry to be such an inconvenience for all of you. I'm really sorry. And she was the other woman was kind of working at the window and kind of gave me a look. It's like, what was I wrong? Like, no. is what's wrong with going to your establishment for coffee to when work? they open? Yeah. Like you went in when they open. She still was upset. I would just say it was the unlocking of the door and the storming away. I would like, give her a little not fist, even. I would give her a little fist bump. Hey, you got a long day ahead of you. Yeah. Long life. You don't have to do this. Thank you. Not right. a, you can. You have choices. You so have a miserable options. person. You have options. Yeah. I well. Hopefully, she's a listener of the Go Long podcast. And, uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. she loves Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> she knew who you were. Yeah, I mean the other workers were very nice. So I, it's it's hard yeah, for they're Bills fans. I should I wish I could describe her with more detail so everybody really knows here in Hamburg, New York. But that's what I get for strain from Spot Coffee. You know, but Spot opens at seven, so you got to yeah, wait a little longer. Done. You know, I got, done. you know how it is with kids. I mean, you got to get up. You got to get after. There's it. no such thing as yeah. you don't set your schedule. Right. Right. Are we, are we redrafted out? Are we good on the redraft? I thought I liked the exercise. And I, I apologize on Xavier Howard. Thanks. I, that's why I texted you. I was like, check me on that because I, I knew I'd forget somebody. 
Huge credit to at Buffalo Wins, our good buddy Joe, loyal subscriber, New York City's finest. Thanks for the idea, Joe. He gave I us like that one. You know what? We're uh, we're an open forum too. So if there's a topic you want us to tackle, let no, us that's know. That's a good one. Yeah. Carson Wentz, last topic on the 16 draft. Mm-hmm. I didn't put him in the redraft for the top ten. I, I I don't I don't think no hope for him. No, no. That's what I was going to say. Not that there's no hope. I think that I've seen enough to know North Dakota State. And remember, this is a guy I would have taken right where he went. You loved him. I loved him. I'm admitting, knowing what I would know, what I've watched. I question the accuracy. I question the decision-making. It's real. It shows up every year. And I, I, I know I don't think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl with. I mean, I thought your description of him was perfect. We might have even been texting during the games, and you just said he's exhausting to he's watch. He's exhausting. I, I've called him exhausting and spastic. Yeah. He, he just, like – Flips out and he just does. You're, you're allowed to say spastic and spaz on this podcast, spaz, by the spastic. way. Spastic, right? I know. I know. Lizzo and Beyonce are removing that word oh. from their songs. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no. We we're, I encourage okay. the use of that word. Okay. No, that's good because it's it's ridiculous that that they're removing it. I mean, it's mm. it's just insane. You listen to that. Yeah, listen to that Lizzo song. I'm not sitting around listening to Lizzo songs. I promise you all. But the song <laughs> when she took the word spaz you out. Watch the Bachelor. She's. Too. I absolutely do not watch the Bachelor. Mm. But she, in the song, she's talking about like committing felonies on the street. Yet, but yet, spads like gotta gotta remove that. Like, Jesus, it's unbelievable. But that's once. There you go. It's <laughs> exhausting go. and spastic. Yeah, I can't watch. I can't do it. I never thought I would describe him like that because he's so tough. Like you never worry about. Like to me, when you're tough, you're usually not spastic. But. Mm. I've seen enough. The Colts, well, I don't know if it was Ursa. You were out there. The, like, I still, is Matt it was Ryan good enough to get the Colts over what man, the AFC I has? I don't know. Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. I have a hard time getting there. Herb, the Colts. And I like, I like a lot about the Colts, too. No, but that's what I'm saying. But look where we are in the quarterback. We're talking about world-class quarterbacks. Well, what the they have going for them is the division, right? Fair enough. Houston, where they Jacksonville, get to, so they basically have to get it. Yeah. Can they beat team two to win two or three in the playoffs? Like you're saying, they can win their division. That's probably their logic. I and mean, that's they're, goal they're, number they're going one. for it. That's goal number one. Hey, how can we win our division? Boom. Because they're going for it. Like they, and Matt Ryan's, he's not like I said. I he's not. He's a middle of the pack quarterback now. He's not terrible. He's not good enough to carry. It worries me what is around him with the receiving core mm-hmm. because if Michael, I mean Michael Pittman, is your is your guy? He's he's a stud, but beyond him, Alec mm. Pierce, you know, rookie out of Cincinnati, it, it's it's hard for a rookie to come in agree. and produce. I'd agree. And he's going against Stephon Gilmore every day, and, and Gilmore's been doing Gilmore things. I don't really know your weapons there at receiver. It's I get it; it runs through Jonathan Taylor completely. Your offense, he can catch the ball too, but uh, yeah, I think they, I think they win the division. Yeah, I think they I'd, win the division, and you win your division. You, know, you host a playoff up. game. They were a scary team late last season. It's crazy. I mean, they they blast the Bills on the road. They embarrassed the Bills on the road. They beat New England. They beat beat them up. I mean, it wasn't as close as that score made it seem. Um, I believe they beat Arizona in there too. But they kind of they just kind of fell apart down the stretch. They lose to the Raiders, then they lose to Jacksonville. They were done. It's a bizarre finish for them. But to your point, is Matt Ryan good enough? We all we've talked about it on here. Remember Philip Rivers against the Bills? He, I do. He I missed that him, throw. I, I said Tyler. That's yeah. And they're I'm, still trying to replace that. I just don't know if Ryan <laughs> is going to hit that throw in that moment at 37. We'll see. Um, tough. Well, we were going to get into a bunch of other topics, but why don't we just save that for another day? Because we, we, we re- redrafted till we dropped. Redra- that was good. Last thing on preseason, one t- one story that is funny to me right now is Tom Brady. He's gone, like left camp, yeah. and everybody's cool with it. That so, whole situation to me, it's wild. I'm gonna tell you, what's going on there? You think? I, I don't think good with Giselle. No, I'm not not Brady necessarily. Tampa, I, I'm not feeling their, their their squad. That's a that's a bold take. 
ooh, because everybody somehow they got Julio, they're loaded. I'm not saying they're not talented. And the NFC is still the NFC. So, but don't you get a kick out of the national reports of Julio Jones? Source says looks like the looks, Julio Jones. Looks Jason Light came out to the GM. Can't believe how good he looks. I, I want to say, what, what's he gonna say? No, but what's he gonna say? say? Like Jason. I say Jason. I know Jason, but like Jason, come on. You're really going to do this in the preseason? You can't believe he looks this good. Like he is what he's going to be fine. Julio is what he is. Like I don't know. I mean, he's he's still a good player. He's pretty old. Yeah, he's old, but they're not, they don't need him to be the old Julio. Mm-hmm. They need him to make one or two plays a game. I just preseason. I mean, Brady just leaves. Exhibition. Like, we we, how many, we call it exhibition around here. Preseason like, is an overly sanitized no, word created by the, the National Football like, Think about these exhibition. teams. Are, we got to build chemistry and, and gut and grits of camp. We are digging in. Brady's like, I'll see you guys. I'm going to take a couple weeks. Well, I mean, it's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I mean, when you when you buy season tickets for a team, they, they make you buy <laughs> these exhibition games oh. at, at, at regular price. We talked price. about this earlier. It's for the kids. If, if, if it's good, if it's a chance to get to the no, stadium. No, but, but if you're a season ticket holder, you're still paying full price which, for these tickets. How? How? To see third string players. That's the definition of um, when you have things locked down. Yeah. You force a people monopoly to. monopoly and all that. I mean, you the, 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 the games you are pay full price for these <laughs> yeah. games that nobody cares about. Nobody's playing. Nobody's doing anything. Man. Who's on tonight? There's a uh, game on. Yeah, I mean, I think Green Bay, San Francisco. Oh, is your boy starting? Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. And Rogers should he, he should get to go away for a couple of weeks, just like Brady does. <laughs> He's he'd love to maybe go to South America and take some. Are they going to win? Are they gonna, we, we're, you know what? We got time. We'll, next week. Next week. Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, we got. <laughs> we got predictions. We got lots. Definitely, you know, we've, we've got to <laughs> pump those out and go along. So no, we'll get we'll we'll do better this year. We were a little, we're still on the move. We were a little bit scattered last year. You know what I want to do? If there's anybody out there still listening to this podcast right now, and say you're not a subscriber to monthly or annual at GoLongTD.com, if you subscribe right now, I'm going to send you a t-shirt. How about you got that? the nice. I will say I'll give. Hey. Do it. Seriously. Tyler doesn't skimp on the if quality. If you're listening in the redrafts. You get and... quality, quality shirts and sweatshirts. No, seriously. You don't like go cheap. Those are They're nice. nice. They're really yeah. beautiful. They're beautiful. I got a, I got a box of uh, shirts still here. So, hey. Trust me. Go Long was represented in Honolulu at the XFL Showcase. Mark it. Ross had his shirt I on. It. I had mine on. People were asking it. about it. We're trying to grow this, baby. We're, we're trying All to grow. All the way in. to Hawaii. I cannot wait to share some of these stories yeah. for our, our kickoff series of features. More for, first week of September, we'll be pumping those out. And we didn't really get into it on the podcast at all, but my main man here, Jim Monas, is going to be. We're going to have some good Sunday Monday mornings. You're not Monday morning those. evaluations. We're going to try to get ahead of the game. That might be another thing people can send us on Twitter. Maybe some players they want you know us or me yeah. to watch on tape a little bit. Absolutely. Is he really that good? Is he really that bad? Whatever it is. Tape tape is where it's at. It is. It is. I mean, you're going to get authentic NFL scouting fun. at go along with – I mean, with, we're talking close to two decades of scouting in this league that you've had. Eagles, Saints, Bills. Saints, Bills. You know, it's, it's what, and it's you're still doing do. it. I mean, you're at the yeah, XFL. We're doing it now. You're, you're not dead, Jim. You're, no, you're still doing it. No, no, no. I'm watching guys every day for the XFL now. We're, we're trying to get this thing ready, so it's fun. Takes me back to like my intern days a little bit. And yeah, getting after it, watching YouTube highlights, and it's fun. Also, there is a an XFL hopeful quarterback that I've been texting that wants to come on the podcast. So we're, we're going to get him on next week, hopefully. Love it. Yeah, maybe we'll you can grill a grill his ass. Awesome. All right, everybody. Again, thanks for listening. And if you are still listening and you want to upgrade to a subscription to Go Long, just DM me at Ty Dunn on Twitter or Go Long TD at gmail.com and yeah we'll hook you up with a shirt because we appreciate you listening to the podcast Definitely. and we want to hamburger thanks everyone